Welcome to History Sleuth, a podcast exploring the involvement of history and culture in current events. My name is Adelaide, and today we're starting up season two of this podcast with a look at where we've been and what's next for a project that I'm doing. But before we get into that, if you're on Twitter, follow me at Sleuth History to get updates about when I post new episodes, and make sure also to follow History Sleuth on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. So... Well, I guess I don't even know where to begin. I already recorded a version of this episode um, with lots of other things in it. I was going to look at, oh, like a a silly PragerU video that they had put up recently. But so much has happened in between (laughs) when I recorded that and just now that I feel like I just want to I want to take a look at that. Something that I've discovered in making this podcast is that disinformation, misinformation, just lying about about things in general, lying about history, lying about current events is really dangerous um, because words are are really powerful. So I guess some things (laughs) that I uh, wanted to include in this episode, why I'm re-recording it, obviously, as I'm as I'm recording this, this is uh, January 12th. And so just last week, we had people, people invading uh, the Capitol with violent intent, wearing a lot of Trump regalia, if you will. And we we assume that those people are our Trump supporters. We had uh, our president banned from from Twitter, which I think is is really interesting and and kind of relates to uh, all of this. And um, there are talks about impeaching him a second time. Um, whether or not that is that is necessary, and then also just concern over what's going to happen with this transition of power when Trump's time in office comes to a close, and uh, yeah, when when Biden takes over. I mean, hopefully that is that is peaceful, but um, apparently we are not we are not guaranteed anything. Things have been crazy, and so something. I have a few. I have a few thoughts. First off, I've taken a while before I've posted another episode, longer than I thought I would, because I got some criticism about my podcast um, from someone very close to me, someone that I very much respect and admire, and um, it was criticism that was really hard to hear, and so I wanted to really just take some time and um, take take that seriously, look at the work that I've done, and make sure that it's work that I am proud of and a work that I stand by. Um, I want to be careful with the things that I say to make sure that I'm always um, encouraging other people and um, when I'm correcting them that I'm not doing so in a way that is degrading or um, insensitive or insulting. Uh, It is never my goal to be insulting, though I deal with topics that are difficult and um, things that I'm really passionate about. And oftentimes that relates to things that make me angry. (laughs) I often have a very angry response in in the topics that I cover. I I do want to make sure that that while in in some cases, in most cases, I would argue my anger is justified, um, I I do want to make sure that I am being kind to the people that I'm criticizing or calling out for being dangerous. Even just because they're saying things that are ridiculous or dangerous um, doesn't mean that they're not human beings who are valued and, and worthy of respect. Sometimes that's (laughs) <laughs> hard to remember um, and hard to act on for sure. But that is that is something that I want to continue doing. And so that's that's a goal that I have for this um, next season or so or starting season two of History Sleeves. I want to make sure that I'm always kind, even when uh, <laughs> people are doing dangerous things. Yeah, so that's that's a big thing. 
moving forward. I, I also took a little bit of time just because of current events and all of those things. And I feel like a lot of it relates to the kinds of things that my podcast has started doing um, or, or pulling apart um, this kind of like disinformation, people making comments about history to support their uh, political views or um, whatever their agendas may be. That's, that's the kind of stuff that I've been calling out on this podcast with. Um, I've, I've talked a lot about the, the 1619 Project and people's reactions to that. And, and that has been really interesting. I definitely want to dig more into that. But there, there seem to be more pressing things at the moment. And uh, also on this podcast, I've talked a lot about the lost cause rhetoric, the, the pseudo-historical narrative of the lost cause that is a little bit a little bit older than some of the other lies that we see about about history, but still prevalent, interestingly. And I think it does um, relate to the kinds of things that we see today. I've also addressed PragerU videos a lot. Um, and it might seem that I'm that I'm picking on them or that I, I go into watching those videos with a with a bias already. And that's true. That's fair. <laughs> I am biased. I do. I do expect them to say historically inaccurate things, but they do it every time. And I keep calling them out every time because I very strongly believe that misinformation is very dangerous. Um, and misinformation includes not only the information itself, but the way in which it's presented and the the truths that people choose to tell, picking and choosing from the truth. True individual facts can be stitched together to create an overall narrative that is false. And so um, it can be difficult to kind of wade into those sorts of things and, and pull it apart and do it well. And, and PragerU does this kind of misinformation where they take true facts um, but present them in a way that fits their own agenda while ignoring facts that don't fit their own agenda. And that's still misinformation, even when they're using things that are true. I remember I saw this presentation, I think it was in elementary school, it was from our librarians about misinformation. So they showed us this website about tree octopuses, or octopi, I don't know what the plural of octopus is, whatever. Uh, so they had a picture of an octopus in a tree, and then a list of facts about them <laughs> next to it, like where they lived, and what they ate, and it all looked pretty real. Like This octopus was just like in a tree, and I was nine, and this was an authority figure, so I was like, sure, sure, tree octopuses exist. I don't know. <laughs> there are lots of animals that I didn't know about at that time. Like, who's <laughs> to say that tree octopuses don't exist? Um, but after the librarian showed us the website and read some of the facts, as she asked us, she was like, do you think tree octopuses are real and lots of us not just me <laughs> lots of us certainly thought they were real because the website seemed to know what it was talking about there was a picture of one right there and it was an authority figure that was sharing this with us so like how could it not be real and then the librarian stopped and she showed us how she put the website together the pictures she used to photoshop this like tree octopus together and told us not to believe everything we see on the internet and so that's something that's really stuck with me. I started this podcast because I'm suspicious of the way that people use history to achieve their own ends, whether that be a political statement, a movie, or an interpretation of historical events. A tree is a real thing, an octopus is a real thing, but they don't go together. It's the same with historical events and current events. Both have happened or are happening, but it's up to a good historical interpretation incorporating all the facts and perspectives to decide whether those events go or don't go together. And so that's a big thing when um, we're looking at the events of, of January 6th of this year, of, of all the people that were, were storming the Capitol. I've seen a lot of takes on this, heard a lot of things where people are comparing this 
riot or however you want to define it to um, the Black Lives Matter protests. I've seen people um, using language or making comments that compares the events of January 6th to like the French Revolution and storming the Bastille, which I'm very suspicious about. I've seen a lot of different takes on it. And interestingly, when it happened, when I was seeing the news of this, I wasn't entirely surprised. I don't know, maybe if it's just from from doing this this podcast, I've seen how lies and, and continually lying about something can create actions and like real effects it's not just like words don't just exist and then disappear you know words have power um especially if this group of people was told over and over and over again that like trump actually won the election and they need to do something about it to make sure that that actually goes through like it kind of makes sense how they would have come to this this conclusion not that i'm saying that they were right to do anything that they did or um that Trump did win the win the election. I mean, he definitely lost. So um, there's a lot of a lot of mistakes here. But as far as those people go, I don't feel like they're not like an isolated group. You know, they're not like a crazy group. They were following <laughs> the words and the beliefs of of Trump, um, which is why he got banned from Twitter for for inciting these things. I think there is a direct connection to those things. But I also feel like. Trump, his presidency, and and the kind of people that he rallies are not like an isolated incident. And so that's what makes me a little bit apprehensive going into this new year, this new presidency and administration. Like these problems uh, aren't going to go away just because we have a new president. I think there's going to be a lot a lot more of this that we have to deal with. Um, but I, I have the, a feeling that once it's not in our face anymore, all over Twitter and in the news every day, what crazy thing has Trump done today? I don't think we're going to um, pay as much attention to these problems as we have been, um, probably because most people are fatigued dealing with all of these these crazy things and lies and, and people that just seem totally out there. So I'm, I'm a little worried that this is going to get swept under the rug again. I feel like Trumpism, if you will, is a symptom of a larger, a larger problem in America, a larger problem with our country. And so that's what I'm still working on, like pulling apart. I would love to make another episode on it do some more research and, and do something a little bit more fully on this idea. But it's just, I mean, it's only for me right now, it's only been six days since that happened. That's not enough time to, to really understand, um, what happened and, and the implications of all of this. And I'd like to do an episode too. We'll see how it goes. But like um, looking at the history of the Trump administration, like a, like a history teacher would and kind of pulling apart, like what would, what kind of narrative would a, a history teacher, you know, like 30, 40 years from now, how would they teach the Trump administration? What, uh, what policies would they, would they mention? What events would be significant? Um, how would they describe the 2016 election, the 2020 election, the pandemic, all of these things? Um, and it still might be too soon to really do that, but um, because we're just engulfed in, in the politics and the current events of it and, and all of that. I remember when I was in high school, we didn't learn anything about the Obama administration because we were still in it <laughs> or getting out of it. The, that transition was was happening. And, and our teacher was like, it's too soon. People are still too passionate about these politics, these different events. They have opinions um, about these events that kind of blind um, their their historical view of things. They can't really uh, see how it plays in this this larger narrative because they already have an opinion of this was good, this was bad, this shouldn't have happened, this was only because of Obama, this was only because of Trump, um, because we're too close to it. So that's curious. I'm 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 curious about of all of those things. We'll see. So 
what's next for, for History Sleuths? Where are we going? <laughs> I just kind of started talking about some ideas that I have and things that I want to do. I definitely want to do a lot for Black History Month. I've got lots of ideas um, for that. I want to to talk in a more like applicable way of how, to under- how understanding historical tragedies and recognizing them as such leads us to making better choices for our futures um, and how refusing to accept those tragedies and recognize them creates more problems. Um, I think that's a, a really important thing and, and kind of the drive of, of my podcast really so far. So um, I've got some ideas for looking at um, black history things and, and just kind of like researching more and um, sharing more with you guys what I find along the way, because I don't think that's something that we really spend a lot of time on in, in general history classes or something that we're necessarily exposed to a lot um, in, our, in our lives. And there's not something that, that I know a lot about. I took a class on uh, the Harlem Renaissance this this past semester, my last one of college. I'm not a college student anymore. Very exciting. Yeah, and, and something that really just stuck out to me from from that was like, why was the Harlem Renaissance class an upper division course? Um, why are like classes about um, black literature or, or culture considered in, in our in our um, history department or literature department like non-Western um, civilizations? And at my university, we had to take a Western Civ class and then like a non-Western Civ class, um, which is kind of, I mean, the term Western civilization is, is kind of arbitrary, as we can even see from like the fact that like Latin America is included in the, the non-Western, <laughs> but it is it is in the West physically, but it's considered like a non-Western um area of the world and and the same with like the Harlem Renaissance class being considered non-western when like literally it's happening in America <laughs> like the Harlem Renaissance was in Harlem <laughs> which is physically in the west and around the rest of west- western civilization so anyway that's kind of a tangent but i think that's uh interesting and something that we kind of need to to point to and be like why is this <laughs> why don't we include Harlem Renaissance texts with the rest of american lit like just because there's a way that we've always done things doesn't mean that's the way that we should continue to do things but that's kind of this whole podcast isn't it i hope i don't get too redundant <laughs> in general on all of these things so um i think calling out disinformation and lies is more important than ever um even with the end of the trump administration you know that's all that's all good and well but um it doesn't mean all of america's problems just magically go away with him and hopefully, I mean, hopefully he does go away. <laughs> uh, I guess that's not guaranteed either, is it? But at least he doesn't have a Twitter account anymore. That's definitely helpful. But anyway, if you've been listening along, um, I think it is, for the most part, all people that I know <laughs> at this point. Um, I really appreciate it. I started this podcast because I didn't really feel like I had a platform to talk about and express these things, or that I would be, like, annoying <laughs> if I did, um, because not everybody wants to, to hear about history and not everybody wants to hear the difficult things um, about history. And that's really what I try to wrestle with here. So I don't know if you're listening along. I uh, really appreciate it. And I've enjoyed doing this. I hope that this has been enjoyable to you as well. Um, and that I guess you stick with it going forward. So this will be a, a shorter episode, episode just because I <laughs> am mostly unscripted. And I also am more awkward when I don't have a script, as I'm sure you can tell. So I can't talk as long. (laughs) I usually write absolutely everything out. So here we are. Um, That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for sleeping with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow History Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a great day. Stay sane. Don't spread misinformation. Uh, Bye.